Yes, hello to you all. Thank you for tuning in to the Monday Waffle. This is a special edition for the season preview of 2022. I'm Jesse Donnelly-Jones, and joining me today is my two co-hosts, Connor Malice and Tom McCracken. Boys, welcome. Well, thank you, Jesse. Well, hello, Tom. Good morning, boys. How's things? Yeah, going well, mate. Got a, uh, a lot to get through this next half hour, don't we? Oh, exciting. I am so excited. Footy in the West is back. We've been seeing a few AFL games. We've been fortunate enough to go to a few, but bring on Waffle. Nothing beats going down and sitting in your Waffle stand. Exactly. Look, I've been supporting him. Oh, can't wait. I'm a big West Perth fan, so I'll try and be as non-biased as I can throughout this uh, season. But look, every tip's going to be West Perth. But I still remember going to West Perth and East Perth as a kid and the rivalry that they had and stadiums packed. And yeah, I just really can't wait. And hopefully after this whole COVID pandemic's done, that we might see these crowds back at the Waffle. Yeah, absolutely, Connor. And like you touched on, mate, we all have great memories as uh, as young kids watching the Waffle. As as a young bloke who grew up in the 2000s, South and Subiaco, that was the big rivalry back in the day. And being a South boy myself, you know, a few grand finals in there. Some we won, some we lost. But Led yeah. by the, uh, the fabled uh, David Galt. Yes. Wasn't it? He yeah. was uh, the head Glory of sport days. at the school I was at. So he, we used to see him strut around and... Gouty, how'd you go on the weekend? Oh, yeah, very well. How to win? More often, no, that was the answer, more often than not. Absolutely, yeah, no, it was fan- fantastic uh, era to, to grow, grow up in. But uh, we'll get through some nice. of the, uh, the teams here, mate. So we'll kick off with, uh, you know, some of the young boys who have left their, their waffle clubs and have, have gone on to, to bigger and, and better ventures. So uh, Jaya Miss and Neil Erasmus and Matthew Johnson all heading off to Fremantle and Erasmus and Johnson, both Subi boys and Jai Miss East Fremantle. So they'll be uh, linked up with the Peel Thunder now. And uh, some Claremont boys too going in the draft very early on. Angus Sheldrick uh, going pick 18 to the Swans and Jacob Van Royen heading off to Melbourne in pick 19. And Souths uh, losing Jesse Motlop who was taking pick 27 to Carlton. So um, a few, few young blokes in there. Who have uh, who have left their respective clubs and are now in in the AFL system and probably worth noting too, Greg Clark, who's been a uh, a mainstay at Subiaco throughout this golden era that they've had. He was taken pick 62 by West Coast, so he's now uh, out of the system too and and linked up with the West Coast uh, Waffle team. But uh, we'll go through some of the ins and outs for you. So Connor, not a whole lot changing at Claremont, mate. Yeah, well, other than all the boys that have got drafted congrats to those lads a uh, few boys from the premiership side managing to make it to the afl so congratulations uh we had mitchell and ledger retire and patmore going across to the south australian league um from what we've found i hope they've got a few ins from their reserves and their colts boys maybe making a step up but you know this year with covid mate like everyone you know we've seen west perth aaron black go up and play for the eagles this year and already so that was yeah, and and Claremont, you know, like you said, getting those Colts boys into the system, they have a really strong juniors there, and obviously, you know, they've lost a few, but they they just always seem to have players come up and and take that next step, and you know, continuity is a big thing in uh, in football and sport in general, and and it's a great thing to have, not not too many changes, and they've been a really solid team the last couple of years, and you know, no doubt they they should be up there in the top four again. And Tom, we were talking off air before as well, talking about how the AFL struggled last year about the depth and the team. And then I think this year with the Waffle having some players having to move up, we don't know some, t- you know, East Frio might have eight players move up because Fremantle need them. 
West Coast might want to pick a few from across different clubs. It's really going to test each Waffle team this year about their depth. It's going to be so interesting. It's going to be so interesting seeing all these names just emerge from resis and just getting games because all those Waffle players will be they will be abandoning, well, not abandoning their clubs, but they're going on to AFL opportunities, even if they don't make that 22. Being yeah. in the list, training with those AFL clubs, it's going to be wonderful. And it's going to you know accelerate the growth in Waffle. It's, fa- it's fantastic. Sorry to cut you off there, Connor, but I was just going to say, it's fantastic that uh, Waffle's getting this exposure on, on the national stage through the AFL. However, with that being said, you do have to wonder if there's those tight games at the end of the year, you know, a couple of teams battling it out for fourth and fifth on the ladder. Say one team gets half a dozen boys called up uh, into the AFL and, you know, another team's missing one or two. Could could uh, roll a, a few feathers. Yeah, too right, Jesse. Look, and I'll... You've touched on what I was going to touch on, but I think it's great. Imagine seeing how many... We've got such great talents in the waffle and how great would it be that we can showcase that through Frio and West Coast and then the mid-season draft comes around. These boys that have managed to have the opportunity to play now are in the spotlight because, you know, over East might not look at the waffle as much as they should and they go, geez, these guys are absolutely killing it over West. Like, we might have them as a half-forward, half-back, winger... It might be something what we might want in the uh, mid-season draft. It's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out. And obviously, it's it's a long season, 20 weeks. And, uh, you know, in line with the AFL season, it will be very interesting to see how it all plays out. But we'll keep the uh, ins and outs going for you. So, East Fremantle, Tom, uh, again, similar to Claremont. Not a whole lot of changes uh, in terms of personnel, but they we have seen a few of these boys uh, get the call up from the Eagles already. Well, yeah, that's it. That's it, mate. Hugh Dixon, uh, Stradonica, and um, Jack Williams are off. And, you know, Luke Stradonica, he's going to be playing a massive role at West Coast, particularly with Nick Natanui going down. So it's really exciting. It's just that sort of opportunity we're talking about. But incoming for the Sharks, Goddard, Depayne, McDonald, uh, Williamson, Medland, uh, and uh, Brody Rouch, they're, you know, they're strengthening their list. They had a bit of a good tail end of the season last year. And as a Sharks boy... I'm looking forward to seeing them continue that sort of good run of form and hopefully they can hit the ground running in 22. Well, they certainly had a good season last year, just missing out on that finals, finishing sixth on the ladder with eight wins, 10 losses. But they had a strong, well, maybe not a strong percentage, but it wasn't a terrible percentage, 96.9. You know, that shows that they were competitive in most of their games. They had a few tight losses there towards the end of the season, but for a team that has struggled over the last five, six years, you felt like last year they were really turning a corner. So hopefully their list yeah. doesn't get tampered with too much across the season. You'd hope they get a bit of continuity in. Oh, I would love to see that. Like, I haven't played a final since 2014 when they got pumped in that prelim final uh, against Subiaco. So, you know, if they can get a bit of a sniff about themselves this year and get into finals... I think you see a lot of happy Shark supporters. Yeah, so things could be on the up at East Fremantle. And uh, we'll head to East Perth now. So um, there's, a, there's a few ins and outs, a few uh, retirees here, but perhaps uh, no bigger inclusion than Hamish Brayshaw, the former West Coast Waffle captain, and uh, has been on the, uh, the Eagles AFL list in the past and did play a game for them back in 2020. Um, that sounds like a big pickup, boys. Yeah, look, I mean... Any Brayshaw name in the AFL at the moment yep. is unreal. They're, they're doing so well. I'd like to see Hamish go back up to the AFL level, 
but I reckon he's going to be an absolute star in this team. Yeah, he's de- he's certainly capable, isn't he? And obviously that leadership that he can bring both on and off the field will definitely help East Perth, who, um, you know, they were a bit up and down last year, six wins, 12 losses, but they certainly seem to have a stronger list uh, this year. Brought in uh, Gordon Narria from Perth. He's going to help them out a lot. And um, a-, a couple of retirees in there in McKenzie, and uh, and Kerr and Blee, um, so um, so you know it's sort of a, f- a few retirees, but bringing in some some youth and and some fresh legs probably help them play a, a faster brand of football and and move up the ladder. So um, the Peel Thunder heading heading to uh, Mandra now here, uh, Connor, and um, yeah, obviously a few boys coming in through the draft, but um, uh, not only that, a couple of uh, list changes too. Yeah, mate, look. It's great to see Peel of Thunder going to try and start bouncing back, hopefully, this season. They did have a pretty rough stint through COVID. Um, a lot of amateurs actually end up playing for them in that 2020-2021 season. Big list um, turnover. So, yeah. So, it's nice to see that some of those boys even have come out through. We'll touch on them a bit later. have made it back to some other clubs. Um, but, yeah, Guy Barnes is in. He's come back from uh, come over from South Frio. Um, unfortunately, Schofield retired. And unfortunately, there was a rumour that Harley Bennell was going to come back and play. He did make a couple training and a couple games, but he is uh, going down to play for the uh, the Mines down in Kalgoorlie. Yeah, and, and one thing you always see from from Peel Thunder, they you know they bring in those young blokes who who come from Fremantle, whether they're from here or interstate, and they always play good footy. Perhaps might not always get the results, but they've certainly got a, a good relationship there with Fremantle, and and they're certainly invested in. Deve- developing their youth um, so it'll be interesting to see how their season pans out but um, yeah so it'll be interesting to see how the Thunder go but uh, the Perth Demons they're, they're a funny one for mine Tom they they made the finals in 2020 a very successful year fell short in that elimination final against West Perth and then last year just had a, a big drop down the ladder but a few list changes looking on the up yeah exactly mate Kane Johnson coming across from Peel they had a pretty uh, active off-season, picking up Braden Ainsworth on a three-year contract. He was delisted That's a big from one. West Coast. But, it, you know, they, I think they're going to be losing him. With, I think the Coasters, uh, they're sort of turned around and going, oh, list management this year, COVID. He is in and out of that sort of West Coast squad. Um, and I think he's going to be heading back towards that West Coast squad, predominantly away from uh, the Waffle. So that could really hurt their chances. Yeah, and just on the top-up, uh, system that we've got, well, which we've seen take place at the Eagles and potentially the Dockers later in the season. How long do we think this will go on, boys? Do we think this will last throughout the whole Waffle season and, and the AFL season, for that matter? I I reckon, uh, just my belief on sort of the situation, I think we're going to be seeing it at least half the season, at least. Yeah. You know, states are emerging at different pace, um, and it all just comes down to sort of uh, what, what those states uh, legislation, uh, legislation, and um, sort of laws surrounding close contacts is going to be like. So you know, it's going to be teams are just going to have to deal with it on the fly. So yeah, yeah, look, I mean, if we can take it from the AFL and how they manage to handle it, I think the waffle might be in some pretty good hands. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. Eh? Hopefully, the season can run smoothly. And uh, South Fremantle now the premiers from 2020 and the runners up last year had a very successful past couple of seasons and uh some big names returning boys got uh archie uh for coming back to his old uh old ground there and uh jordan excuse my pronunciation here but jordan uh Bulania coming in from uh peel thunder and steven Verrier 
from uh, East, I believe. Yeah, look, both of these boys, from memory, I think they've come back from Bow Divers as well. So they oh, left yep. Peel, played some more ammos, and now they're coming back up through the waffle. Yeah, and uh, and Brock Higgins, their ruckman, he's retired. So that's a big loss for them. He's been a mainstay over these past few years. Matthew Parker back at Richmond. We saw him come back for finals last year. And uh, Wilson has retired. But what do we make of South Freo, boys? Do we expect them to be top two again, as we've seen the past couple of years? Well, I think they're going to be a threat. They're, they're always, they always, you know, they always get up and about South. And I think, I think we are going to see them in the mix this year. Well, I think, I, I think we're going to see them in the mix, in the mix <laughs> this year, boys. I mean, I was, they're already, they were already a dominant side last year, and we, we saw that, right? But now you've got some big names come back. Archie from West Coast, he's coming back into the side. Imagine him in the forward pocket. You'd. They've already got a decent forward line already, and now they're... It's exciting. It's exciting if you're a South supporter, isn't it, Jesse? It's, you know? Yeah, well, bloody <laughs> oath, mate. I mean, it's, it's not bad, is it? You know, you say your forward line, for instance, you lose Jesse Motloff in that forward pocket, pick up Archie. I mean, little things like that. I mean, obviously, Higgins and Parker, they're, they're big. Well, I suppose Parker wasn't really in the system a whole lot last year, but Brock Higgins, to lose your, your number one ruckman, that's a big loss. But they have a lot of depth. They've got a strong junior system. They'll probably get some... Colts boys coming in throughout the year who we don't yet know of but probably will by the end of the year do you and do you think we're going to see them in their fourth premiership since 2019 oh look they've they've got every opportunity to I mean if they have a strong home and away season I think if they finish top two they'd set themselves up beautifully um I think if they can get a home final in there, I I, I would probably... I, I know it's a big call to make in April, but yeah, I, I'd expect them to be in the grand final in my non-biased opinion, of course. But yeah, look, they, they've been, they have the runs on the board, don't they? I mean, you know, we've seen it the past two to three years. They've been a, a phenomenal outfit, but none more phenomenal than the Subiaco Lions who have just had an absolute golden run this past, well, 10, 15 years, haven't they? I mean especially uh, this current squad which they've had probably since around that 2014 2015 mark and boys they just uh, they just keep rolling on don't they had an off year 2020 but turn around with the premiership yeah look I'm no surprise that they haven't had a lot of ins and outs I mean when you had that 2004 when they won 2004 2006 2007 and 2008 then to come back 2014 15 18 19 21 I'm running out of breath here guys this is how many <laughs> This side is phenomenal. I reckon, I'm going to call it early, wouldn't surprise me if it's Subi and South Rio in the finals this year. I cannot wait if, the if, if someone else is in this final and we get to play that audio at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right, boys. They, someone, uh, Subiaco, they have just been marching on. They're such a good youth and like sort of resi's program. They just oh, seem to just find a, players when they need them. Just and, a production line, isn't oh. it? I mean, I mean that year I think it might have been 2019 I mean correct me if I'm wrong but when they won the league the the Colts and the reserves I mean that's just phenomenal effort unreal yeah unreal and obviously uh, as we touched on earlier Greg Clark has been drafted to the West Coast Eagles so that is a loss for them you know Greg Clark's been a mainstay but like we said boys production line they'll they'll probably be okay to cover uh, the Swan Districts Tom um, they're an interesting one aren't they I mean they you know, um, broke into the finals last year. Probably 
Probably should have won that game against West Perth, but uh, just fell short. But um, gonna have to disagree with you there, Jesse. <laughs> In your unbiased opinion, there, Connor. Unbiased opinion. But yeah, look, they they lost lost one late to West Perth last year at Joondalup Oval, but uh, they've got some good pickups this year. Yeah, absolutely. A few outs. Howard retiring. Uh, Riggio retiring. Denzel Moore. He's off to Perth. Ty Watson comes in. From Fremantle. So, you know, you're bringing... Yeah, absolutely. And there is nothing more pleasing than, you know, getting some key defenders in there, key players. Watson, he was always pretty consistent. He had plenty of opportunity at AFL level. Well, look, I mean, when when he played at Fremantle, he he always seemed to do a decent job. I think it's just because Fremantle had so much depth in in their back line. I'm trying to give guys like Chapman and Young opportunity when they they sort of brought them in. It was like, that's where the future of their club was going. Um, but I think Watson has, you know, great opportunity now at Swan District to yeah. really be the mainstay down there. So, wh- what do you boys think about this? Do, would you, if you're Fremantle now and if you need numbers, would you give someone like Tobe Watson another crack to come into the side to see if he can, you know, make it back in the side, or would you give someone else an opportunity? <sighs> Gee whiz! I mean, yeah, it sort of depends what Fremantle are prioritising now, aren't they? Because you, you sort of wonder, you, you feel like the rebuild's coming to a close, or if it has come to a close now. And look, I mean, if, if they are looking to shore up their defence mid-season, say if they lose some defenders, I mean, why not bring in someone who's already been in the system, who knows Justin Longmuir's playing style and, and can jump in right away, as opposed to perhaps someone else who would could, could be as, as much of a quality defender, but perhaps maybe not slide in as, as smoothly. And it just makes you think, like, with the whole COVID situation, maybe some of these waffle clubs were a bit hesitant to take some of the ex-AFL players, knowing that all right, we might pump some, you know, big money marketing, big push to try and yeah. recruit these guys mm-hmm. for them to lose them halfway during the season because someone's out. Braden Ainsworth, bring him three-year contract and now he could be just flicking off back to the uh, West Coast, which is obviously, you know, that's why he signed the contract. Turns around, I want to play midfield time. I want to go back to AFL. Um, I remember speaking with him when he signed that contract and he that, that, that was his intention, midfield time. Yeah. And um, so it's, you know, you've got to... Live by the sword, die by the sword. As a waffle club this season, absolutely. It's it, it's every club's going to get their depth uh, tested, and uh, one team that does have a lot of depth and has had that uh, depth tested already is the West Perth Falcons. Your mob, Connor. Yeah, and so, a, um, yeah, a few a few ins. Uh, yeah. So we've got uh, Johnson Meadows Hutchings returning, and Anton Hamps out of retirement. So he retired from Claremont, but it felt like a week, and then came to West Perth mm. and, and we saw Aaron Black uh, come in for the Eagles that one time do you reckon you're expecting a few more call-ups look I, I would hope so I mean me and me and Blackie are good mates so yeah. um, what's the inside d- scoop come on well look <laughs> come on. We, I Spill did mode. try and get him out I tried to get him on the podcast today but he's already out hitting 18 holes trying to relax up coming to this uh, we'll get him eventually yeah, yeah. we'll get him on uh, Jim from Finance a great meme going around He's got a thick moustache, didn't he? Uh, probably yeah, the mate. thickest moustache. Been growing that a while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. too right. Um, but yeah, look, it was great to see him actually get a crack in the AFL. He's worked hard his whole life, won the Sandover Medal, and he's got a premiership under his name. So I reckon he deserved the opportunity. Yeah, well said, mate. And I think every you know West Aussie football fan out there, regardless of your waffle club or whether you're an Eagles or Dockers fan, I think everyone was thrilled for a bloke like Blackie, who's you know been such a uh, you know, great uh, ambassador for WA football and has played, you know, great football for West Perth over all these years. It was, it's just great to see a bloke like that get an opportunity. Yeah, I would also like to see Joe Bolton 
get a yes. crack as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Some of these ex-Sandover medalists, like previous Sandover medalists, I should say, get a crack at the big leagues. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Connor. And um, and last but not least, we've got the West Coast Eagles reserve side. So uh, obviously they've they came back in the competition last year after missing 2020. 2019, very successful year for them. Hit the ground running, made finals, won a final against West Perth, lost to Claremont by six points in the semis. Then COVID hits, 2020. They sit out the waffle season. A lot of those players from 2019 moved to other clubs and then last year they just couldn't get that continuity going. Yeah, look, I mean, the big drive that they had, obviously everyone that was knew that West Coast were coming into the waffle, they thought, well, waffle, Eagles... Eagles AFL might be the best line to try and get into the AFL so they did have that great campaign where a lot of players did try and fill it in and the Waffle did help them try and make that club up but yeah fingers crossed that we see some for the sake of the Waffle and some good footy games I really hope that West Coast can turn it around this year and where where do you stand on the reserve side Tom because obviously Peel Thunder and Fremantle have had a very successful uh, relationship in terms of developing these players perhaps hasn't translated into wins all the time for Peel but nonetheless it has been a successful partnership for, for both sides but where do you stand on the Eagles reserves do you feel like you know they're, they're nudging along okay yeah I, th- I think they, they you know obviously with some outs and some new ins I really think that they just need to find continuous football and speaking with Ainsworth last year about it and how it was going, it, it just sort of did struggle with guys, particularly when they would get put on standby for, say, an, uh, an AFL game, and then it just affected their sort of like, am I going to get game time? Am I not? Um, so that was really interesting to see. But I think, I reckon, I'm going to back them in this year. I reckon West Coast in the waffle, I think they're going to be doing okay. I think they're going to find their feet, and they're going to bounce They're going to bounce forward. Top yep. four? No, no, no. I think I, I don't think uh, that 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 you know that far yeah. forward. But um, I think they're certainly going to be a hell of a lot more competitive, and I could think you could see them closing out some games this year. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I th- I'm with you, Tom. I think they'll be uh, very competitive this year. I think they'll get a few good wins, perhaps some games which we might not expect them to win. I think they might uh, surprise a few people, and I suppose probably fair to say a victim of circumstance these past couple of years. I mean, had a really good 2019. The reserves team is, you know, running smoothly and then, you know, COVID hits, they lose half their squad and then everyone says abolish the waffle team. It's probably a bit uh, bit early days to, to be making, you know, those sort of statements. So I think, you know, give them a, another couple of years to, to find their feet and they should hit the ground running. But uh, in terms of the ins and outs for West Coast, we've got uh, Andres uh, Mercer coming from the Perth Demons. We've got Darby McCarthy uh, who I believe is a young draftee boys has got that right yeah he's from it's from West Coast on the yeah. West Coast list yeah yeah, and uh, Josh Burke from Perth Jed Kemp from Subi so uh, good pick up there getting a Subi boy and uh, and John Levian from South Fremantle so uh, hopefully those additions um, you know uh, work out smoothly for the Eagles reserve side and uh, we'll look at the games now coming up for round one and uh, we'll kick off with uh Connor's mob, West Perth taking on, uh, you know, top four fancies, Claremont at, uh, I believe it's uh, Joondalup Oval on Friday the 15th. So, um, yeah, these two have a bit of history, don't they, Connor? They sure do. I mean, in recent history, Claremont have won the past four out of the five matches that they've faced against each other. Claremont also did knock out West Perth out of the finals last year. Um, but, yeah, look, West Perth finishing fourth, Claremont finishing third. I think it would be... Really interesting with all the ins and outs that we've seen 
from Claremont, see how their first game goes with a whole bunch of new blokes. Um, look, I do think it will be a very good game. I might call it even a 12-point game. Ooh, two well, kick game. All right. Two kicks, yeah. yeah. But, um, so, big news with West Perth. They're co-captaining Aaron Black, previous Sandover medalist, co-captaining with Dean Munns oh, yep. this year. So, that's some big news. And, well, I mean, it's a Sandover medalist. Bailey Rogers. Yeah, Bailey Rogers, yep. He's, he's what, finished 30, vo- at 30 votes last year in the Sandover medal, beating Jai Bolton by five votes. Another... Um, yeah, big surprise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Claremont boys. So, look, they've still got their depth there with Jai Bolton and uh, Bailey Rogers. But, yeah, definitely think it'll be an interesting game to see. Yeah. Who have you got for this one, Connor? Oh, definitely West Perth. West Perth. Oh, <laughs> oh that course. was the quickest tip I've ever seen. Of course, it's the West Perth. West Perth by 30. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we'll cross over now to uh, East Perth taking on Swan Districts at Leaderville Oval, also on Friday the 15th. And, um, Tom, mate, there's, a, I suppose, an opportunity here for... Both of these teams who probably haven't got off to the best start these past couple of years, one of them to get a win round one. I yeah, there is nothing better than seeing your team get up in the first week in for, in round one. They are going to be itching for the win. I think this is going to be a pretty pretty physical game. Um, both missed finals last year. Jared Cameron, um, he played. 12, He's a big big pickup for them. Big big pickup. Um, you know he is uh, uh, thirteen goals for West Coast, but he signed on for two years. So it's going to be an interesting one. I, I'm leaning towards Swan Districts. Yep. You know, I'm. I don't know. I've just got a vibe about them this year. Yeah. And yeah. Well. Uh, so, you're leaning towards Swans for round yeah, one. Yeah. I'm going to lean towards. Them. Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. Black and white. They're going to be back for, in. Got them for finals this year. Back to they're, back. They're, they're that fringe fringe team for yeah. finals. You know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Could finish anywhere from around that. You know. They could be third. They could be sixth. I mean, who knows? But we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Peel Thunder taking on. Tom's Mob, East Fremantle, at, uh, well, down in Mandra, actually, on uh, on Friday afternoon. And, um, yeah, Peel and East Fremantle, both teams that missed the finals last year. East Fremantle had a couple more wins than Peel. But, uh, look, that, that'll be an interesting one. Obviously, East Freo, they've got their forwards back, don't they, boys? Stranatica and Dixon? or Well, maybe not Dixon, but... No, nah, they're off to West Coast, mate. That's still out there? Yeah, I think they're going to be, I think particularly with Nick Natanui. Um, oh, yes, yeah, Natanui. the West Coast. Yep. Those two are going to be yeah. um, battling it out on the training ground to see yeah. who's going to be taking that spot in the squad at AFL level, yeah. which is awesome to see, you know. But when those signings did come through um, earlier on in the year, my heart did sink a little bit as a Sharks supporter. <laughs> but look, Sharks won the last three games uh, against Subit, West Perth and Peel to end their season last year. Mm. If they can carry just a little bit of that momentum, and they don't have a home ground this year, they're going to be playing at the Wacker, which is pretty exciting. I don't mind that. Yep, but, no, I like that. Um, I think things are pointing towards a Sharks team. You know, they finished well in 2021, um, and if they just bring a bit of momentum, you know, they can. Oh, they can I just want to see them get that first win this year. Yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting to see how East Freo fare, especially without their two big blokes up in that forward 50. But I'll I'll back in East Fremantle. I think they've got the depth to. Uh, to win that game against Peel, albeit uh, down in Mandra, but uh, I think uh, yeah, I think they've got enough uh, firepower in there to, to cover for those two losses, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll back in uh, East Frio by a couple of goals there. So um, so we're getting through them. So yeah, uh, second last game of the round, we've got the Perth Demons taking on 
the Eagles Reserve side at Mineral Resources Park. So sort of a home ground for both those teams, as we've seen the past couple of years, on uh, Saturday the 16th at uh, 2 p.m. And uh, what do you make of this one, Connor? Interesting matchup. Well, if we go off history, these clubs have played four games in total versus each other, both on two wins each, 50-50. Look, I I think it'll be a cracking game from where... Perth, Perth had some pretty big ins. I mean, they're both, they were both fighting for the wooden spoon last year. They yeah. were, they were. A bit of a cellar dweller. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what, P- Perth finished with the last five games being losses. Eagles yeah. came in with one win and four losses. So, uh, look. It's a tough one to pick, isn't it? Yeah, look, uh, for their sake and like for Perth and West Coast, and we saw like the ins and outs of what they're coming in. I think it could be a good game. I would like to see the waffle a bit more tighter. I mean, if you look between the top, I mean, East Frio at six, they won eight games, but Swan Districts at 10, Subi won 14 at the top of the ladder, mm. and West Coast on the bottom only won four. So that's like a 10-win difference. I would like to really see it. Maybe if we could have an average of like 10 wins and then eight losses or something like that between all sides. I would really like a bit more of a fight <laughs> yeah. for that top five. Well, I suppose that top five, to your point, Connor, I mean, that was pretty much in the bank about mid-season last year. So you'd definitely like to see a tighter race there for sure. Particularly with the big signing as well, with uh, Perth, with Maine coming on. Chris Maine, the mm. old Fremantle footy player, signing on. Um, that's a huge boost for them. Yeah. That is a massive boost. Initially signed on to uh, be a development coach throughout the off-season. Now he's, he's, yeah, he's signed on, he's pulling the boots on. Yeah, so developed himself into a midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> massive pick up there, boys. So uh, who, who have we got, uh, gents, for this one? Oh, Perth. Perth for me. Perth, Colin. Yeah, look, I'm a Frio boy, so I would never support the Eagles, so I'm going to go with Perth. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, look, I think, uh, I think the Eagles <laughs> might uh, surprise a few in round one. I'll go with the West Coast Reserves for that one. So, uh, And lastly, boys, the big one. Leaderville Oval, Saturday... Subiaco taking on South Fremantle in the grand final rematch. That's going to be an absolute beauty. I am looking forward to this game this weekend, boys. I reckon we'll be down there in the, in the stands keeping a close eye on things. Um, I reckon South might get up, personally. You know, reckon? a few big oh, Archie on coming Subi's in. Home turf. Mm. They've got you, Mate, that third quarter last year in the grand final, they got ran over. I reckon that will be freshly imprinted in their mind still. So, I reckon they're a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Connor, who's, well, who's your... Who's yeah, your, look, who's I did here? already already called this, didn't I? So I thought this would yeah. be the final, the grand final. So this, I'm getting this round one. So mm. I reckon Subi, look, I think their development and their depth will be fantastic. Let, not just round one, but later on in the year. If the few boys get taken out to the AFL, I reckon Subi still have the depth to fill those holes and those gaps. But yeah, look, Subi for me. Yeah, no, no better way to uh, start the season, lads, than the grand final rematch is there. But uh, look, I'm, I'm going to uh, go with Tom on this one. I think South Fremantle will get it done against Subi, in my non-biased opinion. But um, no, but look, in all, in all seriousness, I think they've got a lot of depth in their squad. I think uh, Subi might uh, have a, a couple of weeks to warm up, especially without Greg Clark in that midfield, although I do think they'll cover for him uh, in time throughout the season. But uh, I think... Given it's round one, I think South Frio, uh, you know, have a, a lot of continuity in their squad there, just as much as Subi, and I think uh, South will get it done by 15 points. There you have it. So there we go. There we go. There we go. So, but boys, bring on the footy this week. Oh, oh, cannot wait. We've got some absolute rippers, don't we? But uh, 
Yeah, that just about wraps us up for the uh, the preview edition of the Monday Waffle. Uh, we'll be giving you the uh, the updates every uh, Monday throughout the season on the the uh, results, the ins and outs. Uh, West Coast and Fremantle topping up. We'll we'll see how many of these Waffle Boys get a run in the the AFL. But uh, really looking forward to the season and and seeing how it all plays out. And uh, boys, thanks for uh, jumping on today. It's, been good fun hasn't it and also um yes just before we leave we've got our uh socials going as well so the monday waffle on instagram and we've also got a facebook page too so uh you know jump on those and and uh keep updated to all things waffle and uh should be a hell of a season lads yeah thanks for having us mate yeah we'll see you next week sounds good we'll see you at the footy this week actually Yeah, what are we talking about? See you, see you at Lady <laughs> oh, Oval. Yeah, it should be fantastic. So, yeah, we'll leave it there, boys, for the uh, the season preview. But there you have it. So, Connor Malice, Tom McCracken, I'm Jesse Donnelly-Jones. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. <laughs>